Star Wars 7x7 episode 2353 today, part one of a two-part interview with Dan Zare, who, among other things, is the co-author of the Star Wars book. Punch it. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So it being Saturday, normally I would be doing a briefing episode on the current episode of The Mandalorian, but I'm traveling, actually, as this is debuting to you, and so it happens that I'm next door to New Hampshire. I'm in Maine, but on my way back home. And while I am in transit, I don't have the opportunity to do the Mandalorian briefing for you until Monday's episode. So instead, we are going to switch the order up a little bit. And I'm sharing with you my interview with Dan Zare today and tomorrow. And I'm thrilled to have Dan back on the show. He was on earlier this year as part of the Pop series, talking about his show, which I'll mention the show in just a second. Here's the official bio. Dan Zare is a Star Wars expert and the host and brand director of Coffee with Kenobi. That's the podcast. He is the co-author of the Star Wars book, alongside Pablo Hidalgo and Cole Horton, and a prolific high school educator who teaches literature and composition and has a master's degree in teaching and learning. He's also a recognized keynote speaker, host, and presenter. He was a consultant for Ian Desher's William Shakespeare's Star Wars books, has appeared on numerous panels at Star Wars Celebration, and travels the world covering Star Wars products and events. He resides in Illinois with his wife and three boys. So for the first part of the interview, we're going to start off by talking sort of the meta stuff, if you will, about how he found out that he got the gig, and it'll go from there. Before we jump in, I do just want to give you the quick reminder about ToysForTots.org, the Marine Toys for Tots Foundation and the good work that they are doing in communities across the United States. 800 communities last year and more, creating a bit of magic for children and their families. And they are doing it again in this very challenging time. So if you are able to create a little bit of wonder and joy in a child's holiday season this year, please check out toysfortots.org. And now without further ado... Part one of my conversation with Dan Zare from Coffee with Kenobi and co-author of the Star Wars book. Dan Zare, thank you so much for joining me again on Star Wars 7x7. How are you? I'm doing great, man. How about yourself? Thanks for again for having me back on the show. I guess I did pass that last audition. <laughs> yes, you did. You certainly did. And uh, for anyone who is comparatively new to the podcast and was on earlier in 2020 on one of our podcasters on podcasting segments, and just for fun, I will link to that in the show notes for this episode at SW7X7.com. So that way, anybody who hasn't heard that and heard about Dan's background in podcasting with Coffee with Kenobi, they can get all of that wonderful stuff from him there. And this time we are talking about the Star Wars book, which is subtitled Expand Your Knowledge of a Galaxy Far, Far Away. So first of all, congratulations on the book. Thank you, man. Thank you. Alan. It's, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful experience just uh, from beginning to end. And I've always been fascinated with publishing anyway, of course, as an as an English teacher in my day job, but to be on this end of it is really fascinating, not to mention the fact that, you know, like so many of us as a kid, I wanted to write a Star Wars book. And so to be able to actually do that and tell my son that is is pretty exciting. So 
Tell me about the moment, if you will. I mean, you are just minding your business one day and suddenly from out of the blue, an inquiry comes that says, hey, Dan, would you like to be a part of this? Can you talk about how that unfolded and just share your reaction if it's burned into your memory as I, I imagine it might be, or at least you may have decided to <laughs> sort of create the moment because you've been asked about it so many times, I would imagine that you have it now. <laughs> no, I, I, it's a moment that I'm going to treasure forever. I was, it was, it was early, uh, early to maybe the first or second week of January and I was at the gym. This was before the quarantine kicked in and everything kind of went in a different direction for many of our lives. Mm -hmm. But I was at the gym and I was getting dressed and I checked my email like I always do because the gym is right across the street from where I teach. And I saw an email and the subject line was about a Star Wars book. Now, I get a lot of emails, as I'm sure you do, too, from from different companies all the time and different things. And I thought, oh, OK, I wonder what this is. So I open it up. And then it's an invitation for me to co-author the Star Wars book. Mm -hmm. And I, I, my arms legitimately and my fingers started to tingle. <laughs> and I sat down on the bench and I just kind of put my hand like on my forehead and I just thought, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. And I was so excited. I couldn't wait to tell my wife. I kind of, I said a quick little prayer, just thanking God for the opportunity and then I, I emailed them back right away and I said, I would be honored and delighted, you know, let's, you know, basically I'm ready, let's roll. And so then I got the list of uh, ideas of things that they had, what the book was about, uh, who the co-authors were, which, which blew my mind. I mean, to write a Star Wars book in and of itself is extraordinary, but to write it with Pablo Hidalgo and Cole Horton is extremely mind-blowing. So I just <laughs> I just kept thinking, in fact, people said to me, how many times have you opened the book and kind of, what have you checked constantly to see if it's actually still there? To make sure <laughs> it isn't a dream. And, and I always say, the part at the beginning that says my name in my author bio, I, I check that once in a while. I've, I've kind of accepted it now, but I, I checked it a few times. And I just thought, I can't believe this. So yeah, it is something I will always always treasure when the first time i got notified i was going to write something for starwars.com i think i may have said this to you before but i felt like charlie brown he thinks he's getting invited to a halloween party mm -hmm. so excited <laughs> and then this you know took it to a whole other level uh and you mentioned cole and pablo obviously i know you know them i mean it's not like you're unfamiliar with them like you are actually you know, I won't characterize your relationships generally, but I imagine that you're probably more than acquaintances. Um, you know, how was it working with the two of them on this project? It was cool because I, I had a, I know them, you know, reasonably well. I, I've hung out with them at Rancho Obi-Wan and different places and in chat with them at, you know, online and through email and, and text and things like that through the years. So it was great because you know, they're both veterans and they're both very welcoming. And Cole teased me a couple of times that since I'm the new Star Wars author, I have to buy all the drinks on Batu. <laughs> and so we it had fun because we already have a good rapport anyway. And I know that they're experts and that they will help me and see me in the right direction, as does Matt Jones, our extraordinary editor at DK. So it was very good. Like if, if you're going to write something like this, which is a, a pretty substantial project, it's great to be working with people 
who you already know, who you already trust, and we're so knowledgeable. So did you, as you were preparing to do this, uh, what did you do? Did you actually go back to other DK books and revisit them? I'm you know, sure you've read a ton of them already, but you know, what did you do to kind of prepare yourself for the kind of writing that the Star Wars w- would entail? Because this is actually kind of a different book in terms of the kinds of books that DK does. There's a lot more long form writing in this one compared to other DK books. Yeah, that's one of the things I love the most about it. It's, it, it literally is a series of curated essays, and I'm kind of long-winded anyway, <laughs> nah. which helps <laughs> you know, as a writer anyway, and I teach writing to seniors at the high school level. And so I, and I been, I've been blogging for stars.com for almost six years and doing a little bit of writing for IGN as well, as, as long with Coffee with Kenobi. So I certainly have a lot of practice writing. And so I had the list, and ironically, the first entry I had was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So I thought to myself, if I had to pick one thematic element of Obi-Wan Kenobi that I think is of the many, if there was a thesis statement to Obi-Wan Kenobi, if there is such a thing, what would it be, and how would I filter that lens? So that was kind of how I thought about it. I, I wrote wrote it up. I sent it in just to, to make sure that I was on the right page with the voice they wanted and the direction they wanted, and they loved it. And then, you know, I just opened up my list and just started picking. And when I when I needed a resource, I would go to a DK book or I would check with, you know, with Mad and Lucasfilm, or I would, you know, just check out a scene from a movie or watch an episode of Clone Wars or Rebels or, or pick up that book from Claudia Gray to see what happened with Leia when she was going through the trials on Alderaan. You know, I would just kind of go through things. And fortunately, I've been reading and looking at this stuff for so long. And I said to my wife, isn't this crazy? I feel like I was born to write this book because it's asking me to think about and write about things that I've been looking at and enjoying both as a podcaster and a fan for for years. So it's almost like literally I feel like I was born to write it. And and it was it was nice because I like to look at things from a certain point of view anyway. So this was great because I got to analyze Star Wars and write about Star Wars. And I really think doing the show for as long as I have and in thinking about Star Wars the way that I have helped it to be not such an intimidating process. Yeah, and I would say I have never found you to be long-winded. I have found you to be perfectly winded and right on point. <laughs> and I agree with you that from... An experience perspective, what I've heard from you on Coffee with Kenobi over the years really does seem like this was right in your wheelhouse, especially when you talk about the idea of looking at, say, an entry for Obi-Wan Kenobi and not having it be just a collection of facts and biographical details and Obi-Wan was here at, you know, 1980 for BBY and there at 8 BBY and so forth. But the idea of a thesis statement for what Obi-Wan's character represents as part of the broader Star Wars story and the place that he has in the broader Star Wars story. It really does seem like this was tailor-made for you and your particular set of skills. Yeah, well, thank you. That was very kind of you. And I I do believe that they they sort of picked different topics and sections that were in our wheelhouses. I believe Cole and Pablo could write about anything, obviously. But I would like to think, and no one's ever really confirmed this for me, but I would like to think that they had me write about the things that I did, you know, the Force, the Skywalkers, things like that, 
because of I have such a deep appreciation and, and I've studied so much mythology around the world and different cultures and things like that. And it's always been fascinating. The, the art of storytelling is is truly amazing. I like the metacognitive approach to how do we get from point A to point B in a story. And so, yeah, I do believe that it was something that was tailor-made for me. I mean, you could, I could certainly, you know, previous DK books have been wonderful and been incredibly rich source material. But because, as you mentioned, this is a much different style from DK, there's much more text. So you've got more room to play with. You've got more room to really expand and extrapolate key ideas and really make them your own. And and I think, surprisingly enough, or maybe it's not surprising for people who have done a little bit of writing before, but it's much harder to subtract than it is to add. In fact, many of the sections I wrote, particularly the one about Leia, had to be severely sliced and diced because there's just so much to say about some of these characters. So that really was a, a great challenge that I really savored. So... In addition to you know the writing that you've done for you know, Star Wars, or not necessarily in addition, more like in comparison, I guess, for writing for StarWars.com, say, or for IGN, I mean, you've done some deep writing for even those outlets. How would you say this experience you know compares? If you're looking at it from, say, one particular essay, if you will, that you've written versus one essay that you may have written for, say, StarWars.com. Right, that's a great question. Honestly, what I did, and I talked to my wife about this during the process, is I looked at this as I had to write a bunch of blogs, and I had to write a bunch of blogs in a certain amount of time because every section is very much its own entity. It's not like there's carryover. Yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker are in each other's stories, but they're separate sections. So I just I gave myself a certain amount of sections that I had to write by Sunday evening, and I wouldn't go to bed until I made sure that that happened. And the more I did before the weekend, you know, the more sleep I got on the weekend. So <laughs> like a way to motivate myself. And it, it really worked well because I was determined to turn it in on time and I turned it in early. I was determined to just carry this as the next logical step in what I like to do in the world of Star Wars. And so that was that was very invigorating. I mean, people are saying, you know, was it intimidating? Was it daunting? Were you tired? Uh, I mean, no, none of the, that was really the case because I truly believe, Alan, and I'm sure you feel this way too, you should work really, really hard, pour yourself into what you believe in, and unabashedly be your best self. And when you do those things, good things will happen to you. So I didn't know when or if I would ever get another chance to write a Star Wars book again, but I thought, you know what, this is my shot, to quote Hamilton, and I'm not going <laughs> to throw it away. Right? I'm going to give my best and let the chips fall where they may. Yeah, it sounds like it was actually enervating for you. It was really just you know motivating and energizing for you. It really was. It really was. Th this mm -hmm. stuff, you know, and I <laughs> this is even more funny to say to you, but people had said to me, especially in the beginning, aren't you going to run out of things to talk about? I'm, <laughs> not sure, I'm not sure you've heard that plenty of times. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the answer is no. No, because there's so much there. Even if we only had the three movies, I feel like I could still be going on talking about different aspects and different nuance and this stuff completely invigorates me much like teaching star wars just kind of taps into this inner well that i have inside of me that i feel like it's just never going to run out and i love it you know to 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 enjoy and study and talk about these things i love since i was five years old and to be able to see it kind of flourish in a much different way than i ever dreamed is very very inspiring 
I will ask you, though, are there any aspects of the process that you found challenging? You know, anything that might have been different from things that you've done with your Star Wars writing or your Star Wars thinking and speaking? Anything that was different that kind of helped you push the envelope with your growth even? Yeah, no, I love that question, too. Man, you're good at this question. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. No, there. I mean, the challenge was, as I said a little bit ago, sometimes cutting things out. I, I spent the most time on the Obi-Wan section and on the Leia section. Obi-Wan because it was the first, and Leia because I just found myself so enamored with her and, and her story in ways that I'd never really considered before. So it was very, very, very hard to cut out the amount of words that I did. And still, you know, you've got this amazing Valentine where you have to get to a certain word count, be succinct in what you're trying to say, and try to explain a story that's 43 years old in a way that hasn't really been explained before. There's a, there's a lot, because you don't want to be boring. You don't want to be trite. You don't want to feel like you're just treading the same ground. Right. So that was a challenge, which I, I savored. And then the other challenge is not really related to the writing. It's more that the rest of my life didn't stop. When right. You know, I'm still a parent. I'm still a husband. I'm still a full-time teacher with an overload. I still run coffee with Kenobi and I started doing live stream. So I did all of these things at the same time and still made sure to spend quality time with my family and my children. So basically the challenge was how can I function at a very high level while getting a little bit less sleep than I'm accustomed to. So that, that was the biggest thing to kind of juggle the rest of the, the aspects of my life. And also to learn how to educate your students in the time of a pandemic and learn how to deal with remote instruction and all of that, too, which is not a small thing. And, you know, and my no goodness for it either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my goodness. And I hope that you have been on the receiving end of as much appreciation as you can handle and then some because I, you know, we talk with teachers for our own kids when yeah, obviously you know, we do our best to empathize and try to understand what they have gone through and what they're going through to try and make sure that all of our kids are getting the education that they need in this very challenging time. And it is no picnic for them either. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing for your own students too. Well, thank you, man. It, it's it, The reward is, is feeling like you're making connections. It's really hard. You know, we we were remote last spring and in the fall we've been in person with, with half of our student body coming in the morning and the other half coming at night and everybody's wearing masks and it's a much more challenging, more difficult way to connect with students. But here again, I, I'm really a, very much a proponent of, well, this is the next challenge that you have. So what are you going to do? How are you going to make it better for them? How are you going to make them comfortable? Because you still need them. You know, I have half the amount of time with them that I normally do. I still have to cover a lot of the most important ground. So it gave me a chance, sort of ironically, to kind of trim my curriculum and find what is absolutely the most essential to get them to think creatively and critically. So it's, I appreciate you saying that. Everybody's been really, really cool about it and, and patient because I think this is a growing experience. And you know as a parent too that as the parent when you're doing remote learning, you're very much kind of a teacher too. And even though you may not be familiar with with some of the things. Thank goodness my wife is good with math. <laughs> that much. 
All right, we're going to pause the interview there and we will pick up with the second half of it tomorrow. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for the show as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Sunlight 7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2020 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.